everybody. Welcome to Fanwith, the Fanbite podcast. Uh, I'm Merrick Kay, and having defeated Steven Strom in Ritual Combat, <laughs> I'm your host for this week, um, as per our ancient laws. And uh, joining me, as always, uh, the aforementioned mech warrior and monster hunter Steven Strom. Yes, thank you. You're welcome for le- allowing Earthrealm to be safe for another 100 years. <laughs> well, thank you. That's very gracious of you. Uh, also joining me is uh, Outer Wilds Explorer, Danielle Rienda. Hi, I did a lot of ritual combat this weekend. It was fun. Yeah, I think you're the only one of us who ever has done any, for real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also joining us is uh, Federal Bureau of Control <laughs> Agent at large, Nikki Grayson. Hi, hello. Hello. Um, yeah, so this is the the podcast, and um, you'll have to excuse me because I'm uh, kind of I'm getting my my host legs back, um, but. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, I, I do want to say one thing right up front. I really wish I was playing Destiny right now. Yeah, it looks <laughs> broken, huh? Uh, yeah, oh, no. well, they did. They did just fix it. Um, so as of this recording, something broke in Destiny real bad, where um, basically, like you could get your super ability, which normally takes a while to charge up. You could get it basically in- instantly and like repeatedly. Heck yeah. Uh, and this kind of happens every time they release a new update is something is incredibly broken and they have to hotfix it. So they've disabled that. Um, the world is safe for now. But for how long? Um, 100 years. I did mention the whole... You did say 100 <laughs> years, though. Yeah. Um, God, I really wish I were playing it. And Dylan keeps posting all of these like fun things in chat on our Slack. And I'm like, yeah. man, I wish I was playing Destiny right now. But I'm not. I'm on this podcast and we're going to have a great time this week talking about games... Uh, probably talking about a lot of stuff that aren't uh, that aren't games, and um, maybe hitting some news, um, and uh, you know we'll see what else comes up. So, uh, Stephen, you've been hollering in Slack. I do about that. about <laughs> a gay firefighter movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, called Promare. Yes, I did have to look and, up the pronunciation, and that is correct. Yeah, I am assuming it is Primera, not Primare, which would yes. be kind of like an Italian uh, swing on it. But no, Yeah, you're totally right. You, you got it right the first try. Hell yeah. Well, I have heard about this. I have heard about this this movie. Uh, this is a... Uh, what is what is? It's the people who did Kill la Kill and who did the drill one? Yeah, it's uh, Gurren Lagann is the drill one. Uh, Kill a Kill, Gurren Lagann, Inferno Cop, uh, Little Witch Academia, a lot of stuff. Little Witch Academia famously being the one of those that uh, isn't about titties. (laughs) They make all of these like over the top insane looking characters and then they make Little Witch Academia, which is just kind of like a wholesome Harry Potter thing. Right. Yes. That was kind of fun. Um, uh, yeah, they, can you they tell me about this very pretty I'm wildly really with what they should do. I go see, should we all go see this movie? Stuff like their their early stuff is a lot of shorts. Like Inferno Cop is this like very silly like five minute like little animation thing about a cop who is on fire constantly and his a skull. Um, and he, <laughs> there's I like all this so far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's Promising. immune to bullets. Yeah. <laughs> now this does just kind of sound like Ghost Rider. 
Uh, it's a little bit like Ghost Rider, but very stupid. <laughs> well, you know, Ghost Rider... <laughs> well, I, you say that, but there was a Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider movie. There were two Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider movies. Oh, there were. Remember when I never Nicolas saw the Cage yeah. as Ghost Rider um, answers a child's question, can you pee while you're Ghost Rider? And then he uh, he pretends that it's all fire. Do you remember this? Uh, that's no. in the second movie, which I did not see. Okay, what? I didn't see the second movie. Uh, well, I didn't know there was a second while movie. While Steven keeps talking about it, I'll find the Ghost Rider piss video. <laughs> uh, yeah, they made a second movie with the guys who did the Crank movies. Crank and Crank 2 High Voltage, two of the greatest mm-hmm. action films of all time. Uh, I heard Spirit of Vengeance, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance being the sequel that is like, it's still starring Nick Cage, but I don't think it acknowledges the events of the first movie at all. Oh, there it is. Oh boy! Nikki did put that in chat for the us. The Ghost Rider is peeing. That's the caption here. That's... I just want to <laughs> let everyone know that. Yep! Exclamation point! And everything. <laughs> Good. Wolfman's got nards. The Ghost que- Rider can pee. The question: What if you have to pee when you're on fire? Is golden. It's a good question. Oh, so he's like, it's the kid imagining this. It's unclear. <laughs> I think it, he definitely is. Yeah. Wait. What? What is yeah, this? Yeah, so movie? so just for for people who are listening, mm. for listeners who famously can't see the things that we're looking at. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this is a clip from the Ghost Rider sequel where a child asks him if what if he has to pee while he's on fire, and then he sort of stands up on this moving vehicle and sort of like goes back and forth and says it's like a flamethrower, and then the child visualizes this happening. And, and the screen goes bl- black, and Nicolas Cage, as a, a skull man, does turn around and, like, nod while holding his dick. He does. I, yeah. Yep, yep. That is a thing that happened in this movie. I never saw it, like I said. I bear no responsibility. Well, this is pre-MCU, mm-hmm. so it's not canon. Yeah, no rules, just right. Uh, yeah. No MCU. Uh, you yeah. know another movie that has fire in it? What's that? Promare. Hell yeah. Promare? What a- Promare. Wow, you brought it back. <laughs> Uh, still haven't good. lost. Hey, you know, Merritt hasn't completely siphoned off all of my hosting skills just yet. Um, by the end of this <laughs> podcast, she will have completely consumed my spirit, though. So that is a problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. is good as hell, everybody. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen any of you guys else have seen it. Um, people tell me to watch it because they people have told me this would be relevant to my interests. I'm I not bet. a firefighter, but I'm an EMT. And there's that sounds fun, and fighting things is fun. I don't know. People have said this to me. Maybe it's no, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's also like I mean, I have written here in our show notes. Um, the my my synopsis for the movie is: What if queer rage was a physical force that you could use to fight late capitalist fascism? <gasps> that sounds fun. Yeah, like the the premise of this movie for people who haven't seen it is it's an anime film. It was it had like a limited release, so it just came to my. Uh, town here very recently because I live in the Midwest and we always get everything on like a six month delay but um, yeah it's uh, basically that 30 years ago um, or like in present day I guess uh, just people all over the world just X-Men style started uh, like manifesting like mutant gene but the mutant gene was that they just started like starting on fire Um, (laughs) good I'm on board. It's, All right. Yeah, it's it's got a really good intro that like shows like uh, there's this guy who's like stuck in traffic and he's tired of like you know people you know being stuck in traffic and like there's a guy who like is on a uh, train in Japan and he's getting like pushed around and jostled and crushed in the train and then there's a lady who's like uh, 
clearly pregnant and then uh, her husband is like leaving her or something like that and then they all just kind of it kind of shows a montage of them all like exploding and then in in the case of like the people on the train and the people on like the San Francisco the Golden Gate Bridge uh, everybody just dies but in the case of the pregnant lady she does just breathe fire out of her mouth out of a window and incinerate her deadbeat husband in the street by Perfect. himself it's a I pretty good that's, shot those are some all time goals right yeah, there yeah right fuck, fuck that guy you yeah, know? fuck that guy. Um, yeah, and then the movie takes place like 30 years after that. Uh, they have put together kind of a elite firefighting force uh, to to combat the Burnish, which are the names of the people who can control fire. They can, like, summon fire, living fire around themselves and stuff like that. And most of them are perfectly normal. It's kind of the one of the central conflicts of the movie is, the you know, the, there are these firemen, but there's also, like, this uh, kind of more fascist police force called Freeze Force that... It, you know, be, brushes up against uh, the fire department, whereas the fire department is like, we just fight the fires. We only stop mm-hmm. the fires if the people using them, you know, there's a terrorist group called Mad Burnish uh, that is using their powers to start <laughs> fires, but most of them are just like normal people and they like, don't bother anybody. They're so this like, is kind of, it's like an X-Men. It is like an X-Men, but with only fire. Okay. Um, okay. And then, yeah, it's, it's, but kind of the big thing about the movies is it's just, like, crazy stylish. It's just, like, wildly, wildly stylish. It kind of follows two main characters. Uh, Leo is the leader of uh, Mad Burnish, who, in this movie, is He's Leonardo. Yes, he's Leonardo DiCaprio. I almost said Da Vinci. Different character, different person, (laughs) historical figure. Both Leonardo DiCaprio and Da Vinci are real people, not characters. Uh, I was thinking of the Ninja Turtle. Oh, right. Yeah, Leo Fortia, I think, is his full name. Uh, Who does get introduced in this film in the middle of like a fire that the uh, that the fire department is coming to fight. the three members, uh, like, kind of the three lead members of Mad Burnish, like, once you get strong enough with your firepowers, you can, like, create solid fire and, like, they build armor around themselves with it and stuff like that because it's oh, Studio shit. Trigger and there's, like, no rules just right. They could do whatever the fuck they want. Um, <laughs> and, and so he's, like... <laughs> Two lieutenants, like, one of them, like, transforms into a motorcycle made of fire, and he's, like, you know, mm-hmm. getting ready to run around and, like, light fires all over the place. One of them turns into, like, a big guy turns into a buggy, and he's got, like, a dune buggy, and he's riding around and leaving fire everywhere. And then it cuts to Leo, and he, like, starts summoning his fire, and instead of creating a vehicle, he just creates a giant throne of flames and then sits down, like, with jauntily with, like, one hand propping up his cheek and just, like, mm-hmm. sits back and watches everything. <laughs> While this is okay. happening, anime lyrics fucking kicking in, fucking butt rock greatness just like the best stuff that you ever want uh and then uh the other lead character um god what i forget his name all of a sudden uh last name is thymos but uh leo fotia and the blue guy the blue guy i'm trying to remember his name group yeah blue yeah blue from blue man group Mm -hmm. yeah that's the one uh, God, I can't. Rem- I suddenly can't remember his name, which is really bothering me because I loved this movie. But um... I have seen about a million pictures of both of these characters. Uh huh. And uh, gun to my head, I couldn't tell you the blue guy's name. <laughs> Gallo. <laughs> Gallo. Yeah. Gallo. Leo Gallo. Yes. Uh, who just immediately, like in every scene he's in, even so, this is technically since this was a re-release, it had like a. It's called Premiere Redux, where they added like a five-minute short ah. in front of it. <clears throat> To pad out the runtime a little bit, I think. Um, and in even in that one, his shirt does just get burned off instantly. Liter- literally mm-hmm. every scene he has a shirt on, within like three minutes, it is burned off instantly. Um, and yeah, like the, the kind of the movie is uh, like, follows a lot of, 
uh, trigger tropes, I guess you would even say at this point, but, like, doesn't lean on them too hard. It's a lot of, like, really subtle references to a lot of old trigger stuff, um, and just, like, a lot of trigger style instead, with, like, great music and really frenetic pacing and action and stuff like that, and it gets very, very gay, like... And uh, to be clear, this is one thing I was not sure about going into the movie, if it was going to be explicitly gay or if it was, like, internet gay, where everybody just, like, mm. ships the characters and it's like, oh, they're, de like, you know, Finpo type stuff. No, it mm -hmm. is explicitly very gay. <laughs> right, um, yeah. And well, extremely true. good. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard to talk about with, I don't even know how to spoil it necessarily, because, like, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so ridiculous. It's just, like, so like over the top nonsense like a lot of trigger stuff is i if people are familiar with trigger there's usually a what what i call a trigger turn which is like halfway through any trigger property there's always some kind of major twist that completely like redefines what the whole thing was the entire time there's a little bit of that in this one but they gloss over it so fast they know that it's a movie so that they don't mm. have to really lean on that and uh yeah i recommend that anybody who can and has not seen it go see it uh, although, oh. if you talk about enjoying the movie in theaters, I have I do have to warn you that uh, it is illegal to enjoy the movie uh, in theaters with other people around you. That is something I learned from Twitter uh, yesterday. Yeah, were people... <laughs> Sorry, wait, back up. Wow! Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Flip it yeah. and reverse it. <laughs> run that by me again. I, I... Oh, wait, wait, can I take a guess at this? Can yes. I take a run at it? Do I even want to take a run at it? Do we want to go there? Here's I my guess. I don't know what Here's my doing. guess based on my knowledge of Twitter. That uh, enjoying the film, which has gay in it, mm -hmm. uh, constitutes a violation of consent of the other people in the theater. That's oh, no. kind of... That's honestly very close to what I mostly oh, saw. Oh, no. It, where, oh, where it's like... <laughs> It, it's a lot of people, I saw a lot of retweets of this too, and I couldn't quite tell how much of it was serious or if it was like supposed to be, and maybe I'm the asshole. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm actually totally wrong about this. I live in the well, Midwest. Well, that's the trigger twist. Yeah, that was the trigger <laughs> twist the whole time, <laughs> is that God. I was the asshole. You didn't even know. Uh, it didn't happen until the third act. Um, no, it's, it was just a lot of people on Twitter basically being like, oh, I can't believe people are like hooting and hollering and cheering in the theater. Like, you know, when, when their favorite character comes on screen, this character that they saw kisses this other character in the movie or whatever. And like, they're, they're, you know, so loud in the theater. Like, please respect oh. other people who are in the theater. Okay. With you. So that's not, so that's not as cups? bad as what I was saying. That's more just like, like mine was like a dystopian nightmare take that could be generated uh, by an ai uh <laughs> what you're describing yeah. is sort of a, a violation of social norms of like politeness i guess which, which i'm of two minds because um i don't think you should yell at the movies uh but also i don't know who cares i maybe yeah then again like well like i said maybe i'm the asshole i'm in the midwest and I hear all about people talking about how, like, they will go to a showing of, like, Get Out or something like that. And they saw, like, oh, I saw a showing of Get Out. And, like, when that scene happened, I was in the right, you know, theater for it because people cheered. It was a communal experience or whatever. That stuff does not happen very frequently mm. where I live. Aha, aha. It's much more reserved and stuff like that. But there were definitely, in this theater, people, like, clapping and cheering at certain things and stuff like that. And I don't, like... 
this is this movie is like the movie for that. It is just okay. like sound yeah. and noise. It'd be like people like clapping at a big explosion at the end of Mad Max. I guess is kind of how I would. Okay. Kind of well, no, that. I do feel like if people clap at the end of a movie, then um, I don't know, something is wrong with them. Like it's indicative <laughs> of like some kind of deep seated uh, malice or like deviance you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like if you clap after a movie ends like um nobody hears yeah it. they can't who hear is it you. for <laughs> like unless they they're literally in the room whom is it for right if it's a screening with the director present or an actor yeah. sure do yeah. it otherwise i know i don't know i think there is something deeply like deep rooted maybe this, it hasn't come out yet but one day it will <laughs> this wasn't like applause at the end of the film when the credits roll this was like right this was like this was um, hooting and hollering when they did the kiss or whatever this, when they did the kiss or when a big big robot thing showed up on screen oh or in one scene in this is my only other note i have written in the show notes about this movie which is that at, there is a scene where someone blinks so hard that it does end a man's whole ass now, life please do <laughs> explain that to me yeah, I need to hear about this. There is a scene, it's not a huge spoiler, because again, this movie's just nonsense, but like, there's a scene towards the end of the movie where a certain character has summoned a giant snake made of fire, and he is attacking a bad guy with it, uh, and like, the bad guy's like, main lieutenant, his like, main crony, like, flies up in like, a robot suit and tries to like, fight him off or whatever, and he's like, aha, I'm here, I'm the number two, like, bad guy or whatever, I'm going to hold you at bay so that the main bad guy can enact his plan and he comes up to like go punch the the snake in the face uh the snake blinks its eye crushes him inside of its eyelid then opens his eye again and like uses his eyelid to fling him into a building i see (laughs) and he's like you know it's a comical like his legs are sticking out of the out of the structure of the building and you know you know looney tunes type shit you know that's very good but uh, that's a powerful blink yeah, that is kind of indicative of just the entirety of, like, Trigger style. Anyone who has seen Kill a Kill kind of knows what I'm talking about at this point, you know. Goran Lagan as, as well. Um, maybe less Darling in the Franks and stuff like that, but but early Trigger series type stuff like Goran Lagan and Kill a Kill, it's very much in that style, I would mm-hmm. say. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to take well, up the whole podcast with it. Speaking of the supernatural, hmm. I... Uh... I did boot up Control for the first time the other day, but unfortunately, I forgot to play it before today, so I can't talk about it. Um, I, I got too I got too hung up on um, my this, the getting the game to run well. Um, and so, mm. for people who don't know, I did just buy a, a new nasty rig about two months ago, mm-hmm. and um, I have had zero problems oh. running anything Sorry. at Ultra. Uh, at Ultra settings, Ultra Max, mm-hmm. uh, Dynamax, Gigantamax. <laughs> oh, Gigantamax. Max yeah. 300. Um, but I boot up Control, and it's like, do you want to run in DirectX 11 or 12? Uh, 12 can is the only way that you can have ray tracing. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to do yeah, that, obviously. You're going to trace those rays. <laughs> so I boot it up. And uh, first of all, I had a hell of a time getting the resolution to play right it was very confusing i had to like open and close it multiple times i don't know what that was about um and then i did turn ray tracing to maximum and i was not getting a whole lot of frames Mm. um i I was probably down to like 20 like 20 frames that's not Um, enough frames it's not really enough to play the game how but how Um, good did those individual frames look 
those individual frames looked incredible. And let me tell you, five minutes before I booted up Control, I didn't know what ray tracing was. I still don't. (laughs) But what I do know is that the fact that I can't have it is like the greatest injustice that's ever been perpetrated (laughs) upon anyone. I'm very sorry. I just bought this computer and it can't do the thing. That's that's inexcusable. unheard of. Why? And also, you know, also running at Ultra... Um, and I've apparently become one of those people now that I own a PC, yeah. but um, I, uh, there's a setting for like far detail, like how detailed far right. objects are. And I turned it to high. I'm standing about like 10 feet in front of a painting on the wall. And it's like probably like 200 by 200 pixels, mm-hmm. like yeah. resolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just, yeah, it looks like nothing. And it's like, and when I get like a foot closer to it, it just pops in and it's yeah. like, Guys, That's, this, this guys—that is what but, the whole experience of this game is on the okay, console. Okay, so I'm gonna step back from now for now and um, let the people who actually have been playing <laughs> the game talk. So Danielle and Nikki, <laughs> do you want to tell me about Control? Because I do. I am gonna play it probably later this week. Nikki, do you want to? You've probably been playing it longer than yeah. Me. I but I okay. So my here's my story with me playing Control. I yes bought the game like at launch played for like two hours two or three hours and i was like hell yeah i love this and then i fell off something came out i think like 2k might have come out and then i think ah, i jumped yes. onto that boat um and Mickey grayson's most played game of 2000 which is so unfortunate 2K. for me um, <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I so but i did jump to an equally bizarre game so now i'm coming back um, and I am, I don't know how far in you are, Danielle, but I just got to the Black Rock Quarry. Um, oh my God, we're in the same uh, place. hell yeah. We're in the exact same place. Awesome. This is great. Um, which is, <laughs> yeah. okay, the way that every time they reveal that there is another space inside of the building, I'm like, yes. what? <laughs> It's just so baffling. There's just a whole ass rock quarry inside of the skyscraper in New York City, um, which is just cool as hell. Um, That puzzle, though, that you have to do to get to figure out um, how to get the first prism, I I thought I was going to die. The one where you have to, like, there's a lot of combat happening no not even not even that one it's the one where you have they give you five cards that are scattered on the floor and then they're like here here are five computer terminals and here are these shapes anyway figure out which shapes go where it wasn't until much much uh later i was like oh it's on the whiteboards it is but the whiteboards also lie and are inconsistent. Oh, <laughs> this is where you meet that one lady for the first yes. time. Yes. Like the head of security. Yes. The Penny. large gun. Not Penny. Yes. What's her name? Um, She's something. Yeah, Marshall. Remember. She's Marshall. Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> I think her name was yeah. Penny Marshall. She, That's <laughs> amazing. Good. Good. God. She's awesome. I like her yeah. a lot. <laughs> um, but that's where that's where I'm at. Uh, I'm, I, so I did switch to start playing on the Xbox One X. Um, which is frame rate wise a much like just general performance wise is a much better experience than it was on the S. Um, mm-hmm. I will say though that issue, Merritt, that you were talking about, where like you're standing in front of things and the things don't actually appear, uh, still happens. And on the console, it's so it's actually so bad that I had to go into the this game is really well um, waypointed. Which is to say yeah. that, like, the instructions on the walls point you in the direction of 
rooms and locations inside of the oldest house. If you follow those, you'll get to the place. Uh, sometimes those panels don't load in at all. So it's just like looking at a big blob of white fuzz. And I'm like, okay, well, I actually don't know which way I'm supposed to go. But in the settings, <laughs> there is one that gives you subtitles for the thing that's on the screen. Um, so since I did oh, wow. that, I figured out it, it worked out. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I like the combat a lot. Um, it is just so fun to be able to pick stuff up and throw it. The, all of this, the sound design in this game is really good. So the thunk of like a, a mailbox, or not a mailbox, but like a like just like a toolbox or something hitting a person's head is so satisfying um, that I just like doing that over and over again. Um, but yeah, I'm yeah, I'm so excited for next week's episode of this show because you guys will be, <laughs> I, I presume, assuming you know you continue playing and there, nothing happens, that like you guys will have hit the like the fucking talking points that nobody wants to spoil about this right. game that I, I that I have mm-hmm. so far kept myself from spoiling. Wait. Yeah. Like, have you guys heard of... There's a scene where you do a thing with air, but then there's also just a part of that game. You can just walk towards it and see it and be like, huh, that's weird. I guess I'll come back to here later. The ashtray maze? Oh, yeah. I did yes. that. I walked in and was like, what the fuck is this? The, okay. the, it, just, it is just constantly pointing me out. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm yeah. not supposed to be here yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. You will come. You will come back to there as part of the story. And the uh, the real ashtray maze sequence is. I really want to hear you guys talk about. All right. I'm yeah. Very excited. Okay. Okay. Oh my god. Uh, so I actually people also have been telling me to play Control since it came out because people are like Danielle. I think you you'll really like this. First of all, because it might be an immersive sim secretly. Mm. And second of all, I mean, it, that's half a joke, but it is it is doing a lot of those things where you get to make the environment work for you, which is my favorite thing in the world. I, I'm like, combat's fine and all, but I want to make things fight for me. That's sort of my MO <laughs> in life. I don't know why. I don't know what that says about me, but it's a thing. Um, but yeah, I actually didn't, like, I kind of knew a little bit in, in the world of, of control. I knew there was, like, a smoking man... And uh, he, he, you know, talked about things. Of course, that's the director. I knew there was, you know, some sort of, like, X-Files-ish vibe. I knew there was some sort of, you know, Bureau of Control. I didn't know it was, you know, basically set in, in a building, a multi-dimensional building and stuff like that. I won't spoil anything. This is stuff you learn in the first five minutes of the game. But uh, I didn't realize that the premise was this fucking wild yeah. and <laughs> and 100%, like just going for it like the writing in every way and i am this is this is the thing i'm doing i am actually stopping every time i get a collectible oh my God, even yeah. if it's just the tiny bit of flavor text like the the book club book reports yes. or <laughs> of course threshold kids i mean we'll talk about threshold, threshold kids later kids, maybe <laughs> but like every piece of everything that went into the making of this game feels like there was a lot of joy and and just bullshit sense of humor put into it which makes me very very happy. Yeah. This game is so completely fully on board with its own bullshit. Yeah. That it is a true joy to play. I I will say I did get extremely frustrated at a boss battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the first flying guy? Mad. It was not the first flying guy but the guy who makes things fly around him. Oh. 
Oh yeah, that I one. Got, that one. I got yeah. mad because I died a lot. I died more to him than like some Dark Souls bosses. Oof. Like yeah. <laughs> for real. So. I just wasn't getting it at first or something. Yeah. But uh, so that is like an actual frustration I'm having with it. But the sheer joy of exploring more of this world. And figuring out the sort of Twin Peaksian logic of some of its puzzles and some of its atmosphere and just enjoying every, just every word of flavor text has been fantastic. This, like, I knew I would probably like it, but I didn't expect it to be, like, top three of the year material yeah. for me. And it's it's there right now. I'm probably, I, I don't know, uh... Steven, you would know much better. If I I just got to the quarry, I did a few things in there. I I don't am I like a third, <laughs> a half? I I really don't know how far in I am, but it, it depends on how much uh, side stuff you stop to do. And it sounds like you're probably doing a lot because you yeah, like... I'm doing a ton of side stuff for sure. Right, like everything with the janitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the, what what is his name again? Aunt Ati. Ati. Yes, yes, yes. He's like a, an old Finnish man. Yeah, who is like amazing in some ways and i am expecting a big reveal yeah. about him for sure there's some cool <laughs> possibly shit. an axe murderer yeah <laughs> you know i'd be f i'd be okay with it if they had it coming or like he, you know or, i mean or like the entirety <laughs> of the power of the oldest house is contained with it in his body or something wild like that like his special broomstick yeah. or something i don't know yeah he's a wizard <laughs> I, I mean, I will say, uh, I won't say shit about, like, any specifics whatsoever. I will sure. say there, there is more with him okay. throughout the game. Like, basically, awesome. basically anything, the game does a pretty good job of, like, leaving its world open-ended with, but also having, it's actually a problem that I had with Alan Wake, which was uh, another mm. uh, game from this studio from a long time ago. Uh, I feel like the first Alan Wake was way, way, way too open-ended of an ending, and then they had two DLCs and a spin-off game, and I still feel like I don't have a firm grasp on what was going on in that world um sure this game addresses all of its most important points yeah. by the end and it uh, does sound nice. like it does sound like it will address those questions from alan wake huh <laughs> yeah, oh sucks. my god because there's because there's alan wake dlc coming uh sometime next yes. year uh, yes Which there rules. is also in that game it's not a this is not a huge thing there's a there is a piece of paper in that game that, yeah. that where they are talk the Federal Bureau of Control is talking about how they were investigating Alan Wake as a potential like object of power himself or something like that. <laughs> oh, and I love this. Maybe he was would be a candidate to be to have been the successor to the to the bureau, but then he disappeared and they're like, Well fuck, what happened to him? Where'd he go? Anyway. And then they because they didn't play Alan Wake. Yeah. <laughs> That's um amazing yeah yeah that small attention to detail detail stuff that you're talking about earlier danielle rules so hard because there's like i got i stayed in a kitchen yesterday for like 10 <laughs> minutes just walking up to and aiming down sights on my gun and reading the stuff on the fridge and the bulletin board about how it was yes. like please stop stealing my lunch like there was like please stop stealing my lunch and like i'm trying like here's the like we're having like a costume contest and like tiny stuff like that that was really just really satisfying it made it feel like a like a government office for as like much mm. crazy shit is happening inside of it um it does a really good job of grounding you into at least the idea that there is still federal bureaucracy happening um which is cool that 
that like first piece of paper you find in this game, that first SCP ass like list of things that you can't bring into the oldest yeah. house, and it's like a you know it's like you know weapons, chemicals, flammable materials, number two pencils, rubber ducks, <laughs> <laughs> ketchup, yeah, yeah. ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, there but it's f- all written. Yeah. Also, there are a few things more satisfying than getting a um like a like a trolley attached to you like you've somehow gotten your body through the middle of the trolley and it's just around your waist and you can you can just carry it that's fun to me the game is a little janky yeah here and there like the 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 pop-in thing is definitely that you mentioned danielle uh was like a thing that i have seen i've seen personally even on the xbox one x version of that game and also i've seen other people talking about quite a bit yeah it's fun though uh, we have threatened to do this for about mm, 101 games now, but we should really do a spoiler <laughs> yeah, cast for Control. Would you guys? Right. Yeah. yeah, we should for IGN's I, I game it, of the it year. merits that. Like, I, I really think it's 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 that good and that fun, and the lore is that wacky and wild and and worth jumping all the way into for this. Like, I 100% support this notion. Cool. I'm excited to get into it. And speaking of trolleys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikki, yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. There is a trolley heading down a track. Okay. Uh, and there's a switch that controls which track the trolley will take. Okay. At the end of one track is a single Wooloo. Uh-huh. At the end of another track is a hundred Pikachu. Who die? Um, <gasps> oh my god. I kill the Wooloo, and here's why. Wow, a strong choice. I killed okay, a Wooloo, and it's because... Oh, okay, wait. Where are we? Uh, you are in the Galar region. Okay. Yeah, I killed the sheep. Here's why. Um, <laughs> the the fewer Pikachu there are, the fewer Pikachu that Cramorant can fucking figure out how to put in its mouth. <laughs> also, it's a sheep. There are a bunch of them. That's my whole okay. case. Yeah, I do want to talk about Cramorant for a second, and let's just get into Pokemon for a little bit. I know only half of us really are playing it, but um, I think we can all appreciate a photo that I posted yesterday of this fucking bird just trying to eat a whole last Pikachu. And it really, it's, I don't know, did, did everyone see this or should I drop a link? No, I have no Please idea. Please do. Okay, let me find um, the tweet that I made because... It's maybe the most upsetting thing I've ever seen it, in a Pokemon it game. It's so hard. Um, like, well, there have always been references to Pokemon eating each other, and, like, that's fine. But this is the first time that someone animated, like, someone had to animate this. Um, <laughs> oh, my Oh, my God! <laughs> the best the best is when oh it's it's like weird lips this is the worst because the camera constantly is moving sometimes it will just slow pan across cramorant choking mm-hmm. on this pikachu which is just the funniest fucking thing so here's the deal with cramorant oh. cramorant's ability whenever it uses the move dive or surf it comes up with something in its mouth and most of the time it's a fish and, like, I'm basically fine with that because, like, a fish Pokemon, there are, like, a million of them. Mm-hmm. They're mostly all faceless. Fish don't really have brains. Um, Magikarp certainly does not. No. Uh, and it's it's sort of, like, has the fish in its mouth. And when it gets hit, it spits the fish out and it does damage. Sometimes it just grabs a Pikachu. And I don't know <laughs> if it was, like... So Pikachu my theory here... Swimming? 
No, it was surfing because Pikachu oh, do surf. Right, There's right, like right, the right. whole surfing Pikachu thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so it is just trying to swallow this entire Pikachu hole where it, and then digest it. Um, and I know for a fact there probably like there there is hard for of this absolutely. And I <laughs> I wish I were dead. Um, but one kind of fun Pikachu. thing is that sometimes when it spits hard. the Pikachu at an opponent, don't Nikki, please. No, oh, I'm no, not. That's Nikki. not me. No, I'm not. I swear. I promise. <laughs> so one kind of fun thing about this though is that when the Cranorant spits the Pikachu back at its opponent, there's a chance for it to paralyze them that rules. because oh, no. Pikachu is electric. Uh, so that's bad. That's like not great. Um, I will say I've been playing Pokemon more this week. I thought I was done with it, but they pulled me back in. Yeah. How? Um, how? I'm glad because you Because of asked. this? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> so my roommate, Eric Thurm, a uh, friend of the, uh, the podcast and the site, is participating in a uh, tournament with a few other people. And I was sort of talking with him about what he was going to do for it. And I, I was talking so much that I was like, I'm just going to play in it too. Heck yeah. And, uh, yes. So I've just been working on a little team. Uh, there are specific rules for it so that you can't just like min-max and like meta everything. Um, everyone has a type and you have to have a certain amount of Pokemon with that type and with moves of that type. And, um, That's cool. Yeah. It's like a little gym, yeah, so like a little gym challenge thing. It's like a little gym challenge thing. And um, I am using my friend Shuckle. Hell yeah. My best friend okay. Shuckle. Shuckle rules. And, uh, Drink that berry juice from its Shuckle cavern. is a berry juice factory. <laughs> uh, a, lot of, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people um, don't know that. The juice We already is very did hard for. We cannot. <laughs> we, this can't be like a milking thing. No, nope, that's canon. No, it's not. It just spits it out. <laughs> okay. It, like, it canonically crushes up berries and makes them into berry juice. Yeah. And then I guess spits them out. Yeah. Or you can tip it over and pour it out of one of the holes. Yeah. Like a. Oh, yeah. Like a okay. Grape. No, this is bad. Can I just. Can I read you? Oh, did you find the, the Pokedex do. entry? Please. Yes. Um, well, this is actually just the Butlopedia biology. Oh, section, okay. But That's I want to find the Pokedex entry because that might not actually be. <laughs> oh, boy. Canon. Um, okay. Oh, well, wow. This is the worst. <laughs> This is, the Pokemon universe is nasty. It's always <laughs> been nasty. Um, Shuckle quietly hides itself under rocks, keeping its body concealed inside its hard shell while eating berries it has stored away. The berries mix with its body fluids to become a juice. So here's what's happening. The Shuckle eats berries, it uh, chews them up, and then it throws them up, and then that's berry juice, which you can feed to other Pokemon. <laughs> Critically, this is a bug. It's a bug rock. This is also a bug. It is a bug. Yeah, it's like weird worms living inside of a turtle shell. Yeah, it's thing. like a worm in- inside a shell. Has anyone ever um, seen a shuckle without a shell? Uh, a shuckle without a shell is the name of my one-man play. So. <laughs> Whoa. That's pretty good. Shuckle uh, without a shell. No, I don't think so. I, th- I don't think it can come out. Like I think it's like a turtle. Like... Mm. It's part of it. It's attached. Yeah. Wait, is that how turtles are? Yeah. Yeah, no, turtles can't leave their shell. Okay. You're I've thinking of hermit crabs. You're, mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, that's, that's part of its bod. Can I just say real quick, this is a small thing. Mm-hmm. I did, I did, uh, that was not a goof or a jape. I did Google Pikachu Hardvor, and a lot of it is what you would expect, <laughs> but some of it is literally... I, yep. 
Some of it is just literally screenshots of Cormorant doing the thing. <laughs> it's just screenshots from Pokemon Short Sword and Shield and people like <sighs> making the same observation. That's very oh, good. No. Um, oh, no. I I actually so I also had been playing Pokemon and I thought I finished the game, but I didn't finish the game because after you beat the Elite Four and you watch the credits, um, mm-hmm. the game is like, oh no. The, here are these two chuckle fucks. Anyway, these one, two dipshits <laughs> are here. Now. One, of, one of them has hair that is a jackasses sword. They are here. So bad. One of them has hair that's shaped like a sword, oh. and the other one has hair shaped like a shield. Do you get it? It's like the oh, Pokemon. Wow. And their names are Swordward and Shieldbert. Uh, Shieldbert <laughs> and Swordbert, I think. <laughs> well, that's what the bad. fuck? This isn't. These aren't the guys who have like hair like a zigzagoon, are they? Hmm. Mm. There's a. Isn't no. there a guy who has uh, a? Oh, has you're hair? thinking of uh, the gym leader. Is, oh, there's a gym leader. Okay. Uh, what the very depressed man? Maybe. Who, who can't Dynamax because he lives in a fucking like, yeah. He lives in a hole. hovel. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Is that they're like too his poor. town is literally just like Mad Max, and they can't Dynamax because they're too poor. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds awesome. I want to meet him. <laughs> he's actually pretty cool. Yeah. There's a lot of fan art of him because everyone loves he's, him because he's he has got, depression. Yeah, he's got real te- team skull energy. Yes, he ex- does. He that's does. exactly what I was thinking. And he's Marnie's brother. Yeah. Oh. Um. But yeah, at the end of the game, uh, you, if you can believe it, you catch a big Pokemon. Um, but it isn't the one on the box. <laughs> and I didn't even realize that I didn't catch the one that was on the box uh-huh. until I was about to catch the one on the box. Oh. <laughs> 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 So they make you go around and do a bunch of gym. Basically, they make you do raid ma- max raid battles, which are the things that you can do multiplayer inside of the wild area. Where it's basically it's like four trainers against one big Pokemon that's got a lot of health. Um, except you can't catch these for some reason. It's very strange. After you finish that, you go on top of a roof, and your stupid friend Hop is like, "I'm gonna talk to this dog." While you talk to this other dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then you catch the dog. Um, or, sorry. The dog lets you catch it after you fight it. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. a really... Just the... This is really fucked. It's just fucked up. Um, <laughs> and then you go to the slumbering weld, which is where you first saw the dogs. And you fight Hop again. And then suddenly he's got a real legitimate team composition. And I did lose to him the first time. Oh I was God. infuriated. Um, Turn in your badges. Yeah, I have to. Uh, and then he can now talk to the the dog he caught. Is the other revelation? Oh, oh and then they oh, give him a he gets a to, job. He gets the other dog. Yeah, you get the dog that's yeah. on the box, and then he gets the other one. Okay. And then he gets yeah, a he job as the, the other Pokemon dog. assistant, the like research uh, what, assistant. What? Just general assistant to Pokemon. Yeah, because yeah. much no like school. that one gym leader is the friend to ghosts. He is an assistant to Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> when, here's good. Here's a question that I have about the Pokemon universe. We've already established that the Judeo Christian uh, Jesus Christ exists, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So Giratina. Giratina is, but like lives with the devil. Um, and here's here's what I have a question about. So Hop is, and you and your player character, 10 years old. That is the canonical age at which you get out there and go on an adventure um, and interact with strangers who stand on the street. In, in this game? 
Yeah, I think you're younger in this one. Your characters look way older than 10 years old. Alright, well, let's say well, you're... Steven, this is anime, and uh, mm. actually it's fine because she's like 200 years yeah. old. She's an ancient <laughs> dragon. Oh, so, oh right. That, Mar- that um, Marty fan art makes perfect sense, though. It's great. No, anime just has a very bizarre relationship with characters' ages. So yeah. you can look at an anime character and like... And there's actually a very good... Um, what's his name? Video about this? Uh... Oh, it does all those funny. Sorry, did you say PewDiePie? Is it PewDiePie? Is that who you're looking for? Mr. Pewters? Pewters? Uh, no. Oh, ProZD. Um, oh, here. okay. I will post this in the uh, in the Discord. I saw him at Disneyland. You saying that, Mar- huh? I saw I saw someone at Disneyland two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, nice. <laughs> Uh, you saying that, Merit, did remind me that Giorno Giovanna is supposed to be 15 in... Yep, uh, yep, uh-huh, <laughs> yep. JoJo's anime, which is like, no, he's a 30-year-old man. He's, <laughs> yeah. Jotaro is like 16 and started... Yep, mm-hmm. he's just a, like a 600-pound man made of a mountain of muscle who is 16 years old. Oh, right. So you're, you're, okay, so let's just say that you're 14 years old. And over the course of, let's say, it seems like a week, maybe a week and a half, you've gone from not having any Pokemon to catching 175 Uh Pokemon, beating the gym challenge, and then becoming the champion, and also saving the world. And spending all of your winnings on a leather jacket that costs (laughs) $100,000. Yes. What do you do now? Uh, I think they make you king. But like, do they use a king? Do you go to school? <laughs> like, do the kids go back to school? Do they take a gap year between like middle and high school, where that's like your Pokemon <sighs> trainer year, and then you just go back to elementary school? I feel like school hmm. is only about Pokemon, though. But how like, do you? I don't think all the technology matters. People yeah. don't yeah. learn math or anything because there are Pokemon with IQs of like three thousand. <laughs> but yeah, how do you? How does we, the chemistry? But how do we? How do they build buildings? Uh, Are there architects? I think Machamp. There's well, there's a Pokemon called Conkledur, and it is holding a like a, a big forever. seal beam. Uh, oh wait, that's Girder. Conkledur is ho- holding concrete, yeah. like pillars. So yeah, I think. People are like, oh, no one does anything else. But like, why would you? This is a world where there are mythical, magical creatures that basically can do anything. So of course, society has been restructured completely around them. Right. It's, just so it, it's no different than any other sci-fi conceit where it's just like, oh, we discovered element zero and now we can travel to other planets and also people are psychic. Like, of course. Mm. Yeah. How, I just, but in those things, people go to school. Like in Dune, people go to yeah. school. Like, okay. I just but, don't understand if you, how do you get a job working at the Poke Mart? Like, like if you are. Well, those are retired. Those are, that's what the cycle so you're a child yeah, right. you do your pokemon thing you experience glory and then uh when you're older some some people are very lucky and get to become gym leaders and then some people i guess get to become the people who sort of wander around get fighting children right. and giving them money and then everyone else has to work at a poke center and what about the children what of the children that are younger than you who are on the street the children that are younger than you yeah 
they're well their main concern is not getting dragged to hell by a ghost pokemon that looks like right. a balloon or a pumpkin or basically adding up the ghost adding pokemon whose like sole task is to drag children to hell so i mean that keeps you pretty busy until you're pretty busy, 10 years constantly old. running um, yeah i mean th- that's how it starts right you have to like, it's a becoming a pokemon trainer is an act of necessity because it is the only way to defend yourself from the <laughs> right of the dead joey's oh absolutely joey's short shorts are comfortable and easy to wear not because uh it's hot but because he needs to run constantly he does need the <laughs> right. full range of motion in his legs to be able to escape from uh say a, a pumpkaboo who uh is going to pretend to be a an adult to drag him to hell or that balloon one that's just, basically just a Junji Ito comic I, uh, that's going to wrap you up. Do you think they do? Remember Balloon Kid? Y'all remember Balloon Kid? Yeah. Oh, of course. Do, do you think there's like Balloon Kid-esque moments when a kid does get picked up and then like they're tracking the balloon and the child, the Drifloon and the child as they're being uh, pulled across the sky how do you think? And that's can you? That's stop on it? news for a while. Yeah, it's on, that's just on the news for a while. I mean, if you get a bird uh, Pokemon to fight it, but what of the child? Right. I'm. I'm sorry. One second. I do have a quest. This does raise a question yeah, for yeah, me yeah, yeah. To, uh, that I would like to ask of the Pokemon experts. Right. Mm-hmm. How do How do they know the children go to hell? Oh, because uh, the... well, I mean, hell canonically exists. Right. But, right. 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 But, like, like it is the distortion world. But they. But they. The Pokemon don't talk. You know, like one or two of them does. Did they just get like Mewtwo to translate for them, or like did the did the Pokemon show up at like the mother of a of a child who had been dragged to hell and like leave her a message and say like your child no, is, is in hell, hell now? <laughs> Sorry, because like from their perspective, Sorry it would just be the they bummer. see the. <laughs> Sorry for the bummer. Thanks for the knowledge. Sorry for the bummer. I think the only poke. The, I'm pretty sure the only ghost. The only two ghosts that like don't drag people to hell are like Mimikyu and Rotom, because Mimikyu just wants to be loved, and Rotom just wants to like be a vacuum cleaner or something. So like bad. it's, all, it's fucking so stoked to just get up in an oven <laughs> and just cook shit. Like I was like talking to Eric about this the other day, and he was like, "Oh man, Rotom is fucked up because it's like even more of a slave than other Pokemon." And I was like, "I don't. I think they like. No, yeah, I think they, they like being your bike. They're nasty. Yeah. They the whole the whole lore about Rotom, at least from from Gen Five, is that they forgot that people forgot the Pokemon existed because the house that the Rotom was in was condemned. Then you go yeah. inside of the house and you're like." I found it. It was the refrigerator the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then you have to talk, you have to talk to the different, oh man, there were so many wild form things in that game. Um, You have to go talk to the different uh, appliances to get it to change forms. Yep. Oh God. And now there's just, now you get a catalog and it can just look at the different pages and be like, hmm, I'm that now. (laughs) This is wild. Uh, can I read you some ghosts? I know this yeah, is no, sort no. of like old hat. No, please. But tell me the ghosts. It still is like it never stops being bad. Um. Okay. Uh, here's Jellicent, which looks pretty cute. It's like this ghost jellyfish that looks kind of like, um, kind of cute. But oh yeah, it's got like a mustache. Here, here's what Jellicent does. Jellicent is always hanging around fancy cruise ships and tankers hoping to drag away its prey. <laughs> so if you go on a boat in the Pokemon world, this ghost is trying to drown you. Um, 
Here, let's have another one. Let's have a... The, the, the Ultra Moon one is uh-huh. more busted than the Ultra Sun one. Okay, tell me. The Ultra <laughs> Moon Pokedex entry is fishermen are terrified of Jellicent. It is rumored to drag <gasps> them into the sea and steal their lives away. Oh my Jesus god. Christ. Oh wait, I just found a really bad one. Um, this is, what the fuck? This is really fucked up. Okay, so um, there's a Pokemon called uh, Palisand, which is just a sandcastle. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's bad. It's like not a good design. Uh-huh. It's just a sandcastle. Um, and it's like, what's the worst that a sandcastle could do, right? I'll tell you. <laughs> Buried beneath the castle are masses of dried up bones from those whose no. vitality it has drained. <laughs> Yeah. It's a skeleton sandcastle it's that got eats you. Bodies underneath it. <gasps> the bodies are in the floor. God. Is it is a living grave that both kills and then buries its own victims. Hey, here's something yes. more fucked up. Each this okay. is from this is from Bulbapedia. Each grain of Palosan's body has a will of its own. It controls adults to make them build it a sandcastle, which provides it a disguise and defense. Uh, It enjoys the life force of Pokemon and captures small ones by creating a sandy vortex. And then it keeps the bones underneath. Man, can you imagine they have Pokemon as pets as well as like things that you can train? So Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, theoretically, like you could just like wake up one day and then your I don't know, your Growlithe or whatever that you keep outside. It could have just been consumed by another Pokemon. By a sandcastle. Like a coyote tricking like dogs in California to come play with it, and then luring it to a group of coyotes that then just eat it. Yeah, like that. Here's uh-huh. the thing, but, though. But... Ah, see, the dog Drake is terrified heard. about the potential. <laughs> Drake just ran out of the room. He heard it and he couldn't handle it, and he ran. I don't want to be a bone. <sighs> I want to eat him. Do you think? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, here's one that's kind of. Uh, scary in a different way which is Corsola in uh galar mm-hmm. yeah which is ghost type uh and uh, C- uh Corsola is a coral pokemon and Corsola, well galarian Corsola is a ghost and it evolves into Corsola. um but it's a ghost because coral is gone mm-hmm. and the shield bio for that one is sudden climate change wiped out this ancient kind of Corsola. this pokemon absorbs others life force through its branches Delicious. So, um, kind of fun to just, like, make Pokemon based on, like, you know, like, Gen 1, we had, like, Grimer, and, like, then we had Trubbish, and it's like, ah, garbage and toxic waste and stuff, and then it's like, yeah, no, the, the bees are dying at an alarming rate. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that's why there's no Beedrill, Mega Beedrill. That's why there's no Mega Beedrill anymore. Do y'all know about the the teacup one, Sinisty? That can yeah, the one that lets you drink it. Yeah, Sinistee. So, okay, so there are two very cool things about Sinistee. One is that there are two forms. One of them is authentic, or it's like an antique, and the other one I think is called phony form. Um, mm-hmm. And because one of them is fake, like one of them is a counterfeit, uh, and the other one is authentic, and then you can like you can only figure it out by looking in the poke like in the looking at the Pokemon to see which one you have because there's a mark for the authentic ones. Um, the, Pokedo- the Pokedex entry wow. does say 
It absorbs the life force of those who drink it. It waits patiently, but opportunities are fleeting. It tastes so bad that it gets spat out immediately. <laughs> Wait, the trailer for this game talked about how, like, if it really likes you, maybe it will let you drink it. And people were like, oh, that's gross, you're drinking a Pokemon. And then this makes it so much different, so much worse. Yeah, it's not great. I'm a ghost, and I like you, and I want you to be with me forever. Did I mention I'm a ghost? Die. Also, we haven't touched on one of the worst parts of Ghost Pokemon, which is that most of them just are dead people. They are people, right? (laughs) They are people. So, for instance, uh, Driftblim in um, Pokemon Sword, the Pokedex says, some say this Pokemon is a collection of souls burdened with regrets, silently drifting through the dusk. (laughs) Oops. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that used to be a bunch of people. Yeah, it's a dead hive mind. Yeah, so I mean... Oh! Yeah, okay, Gengar is a dead Clefable, fine, great. But a lot of Pokemon just are dead actual people. So, like, how does that work? Like, are, are you pulled from hell to like become a ghost pokemon well okay here that's a valid like, question is there a lottery in hell mm. but it also implies so their spirit tomb which is i've googled because i was needed to be sure of this was 108 <laughs> spirits that were put inside of a rock because they did too many crimes yep um <laughs> and that that means that there are people or pokemon maybe that are the arbiters that are putting the people that are killing the people and turning them into ghosts <laughs> and or putting them into the rocks. Yeah. Um, that's not great, but I just want to read. Can I just read the sun, moon and ultra sun and moon for Gengar? Yeah. Because it paints a picture, a very depressing picture. Uh, so here's ultra sun. You can hear tales told all over the world about how Gengar will pay a visit to children who are naughty. Okay, fine. (laughs) That's not that bad. Um, Moon. It apparently wishes for a traveling companion. Since it was once human itself, it tries to create one by taking the lives of other humans. <laughs> that, that, yep, that's just straight up the same thing of like, like was, I love you, It die. was a person, and now it wants a friend, so it does murders. Uh, but we're not done. We're not done. Yeah. Should you feel yourself attacked by a sudden chill, it is evidence of an approaching Gengar. There is no escaping it. Give up. <laughs> Oh this reads God. like a creepy pasta entry for a Pokemon Dex. And lastly, <laughs> even your home isn't safe. Oh, good. Gengar will lurk in whatever dark corner of a room it can find and wait for its chance to catch its prey. So just everywhere in the Pokemon world. like It's hell. It's like hell is like this. Is, this is hell. Here's. Okay, from if you're Gengar, what's the end game? Like if you are uh-huh. if you are a dead person, right? You've turned into a Gengar. Wait, okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. You can only get a Gengar by trading a Haunter. Mm-hmm. How that work though? How do you mean? If you do pe- are you are is the implication that some people die? And immediately become Gengar? I believe so. That's fucked up. 
So when you trade a haunter, <laughs> you're at you're completing its business because its right, business right. is to be traded. Its soul does go to the afterlife, finally knowing peace, like the bad guy at the end of Casper the Friendly Ghost, the live action film from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Then a separate ghost, a Gengar, is transported into the link cable right to be then given to you as a replacement in turn it is like energy and matter they can be changed but never destroyed so it needs to have something else appear in its place to replace the haunter who has been you know absorbed into the will of the universe so bill who invented the pc system and i assume trading also is a fucking wizard he's a necromancer right yeah that's fucked up So here's the alternative to all of this, though. So we have this picture of the Pokemon world as just hell. Uh, You could be killed at any moment by a creature that is fundamentally unknowable. Your only defense is to amass a small army of these creatures for yourself. Yeah, weird. Get more. Get six of these weird dogs to try to combat. Six weird dogs to protect you against the ghost jellyfish. I, now, I have a genuine. I, I need to know: Is the Pokemon world just hell? I mean, that's what I think this we're getting sounds at. Like hell. That's. I think that's what we're getting at, and um, it would be a blessing to be dragged to the afterlife. Um, but here's the alternative, which is that who wrote the Pokédex? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Was uh, it just the ghost Pokemon oh, writing oh it? My God. Well, no. Well, I'll get to that. But in red and blue. Professor Oak is like, hey, I've researched Pokemon, but I don't know anything about any of them. Yeah. Can you take this thing and then fill it in and write about all of the things you find? And you're like, yes, I am a 10-year-old. Um, <laughs> so you encounter an Alkazam, and you're like, it has an IQ of 5 million. <laughs> it's super smart. It can do math really well. Um, oh. And it's written by a 10-year-old. And then later on, the Pokedex is a living entity, which is inhabited by a Rotom. Yeah. And it just gets bored and likes to fuck with you. And so it's like, yeah, Gengar, uh, your wife could be a Gengar right now. You wouldn't know. Um, So like a combination of misinformation and yeah. So like probably Gengar are just normal. They're just like weird magic spirits that are no different from any other magic dog. But they've been slandered by very afraid children and very bored Rotoms. (laughs) I thought you were going to say that the Pokedex, the idea of the Pokedex, was a forbidden text that was found oh. and written by the forerunners or whatever. Uh, or precursors, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just saying the names of Pokemon. No, Arceus is Christ. Arceus yeah. is the Pokemon god. Right. Okay. Uh, the kind of Christian god. Um, okay. But the cross but, does exist, and and hell, Christian hell does exist. It does because that uh, that one was thrown out of Pokemon Heaven for being too rowdy, and now it lives in Pokemon mm. Hell. Right. Mm. So that's sort of our, I guess, ontology of the yeah. Pokemon world. Thank you for coming um, to our TED talk. We do good work here. They, speaking of ghosts and goblins, yeah. Um, yeah, I have been finishing up Castlevania on the TV show. Oh, okay. Season two. Has anyone else watched this? I know it's kind of... I saw the Season two season. came out like Same. a year ago, though. Yeah. Okay. I've um, seen season one. I've not seen... Se- like, yeah, much same, like Danielle. Just one. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's, you know, it's kind of weird. It's sometimes... Uh, 
I feel like they're just saying fuck because they can. <laughs> um, they Warren, say a cuss. Warren Ellis write, wrote this, right? I believe so. Yeah, so at least okay. the first season. I don't know if he did the second one. But uh, they do say fuck. They do, you know, cut a man's eye out. It kind of reminds me of like a spawn or something sometimes, mm. uh, which is not great. But I like it. And uh, partly it's because it is, I think, really good representation of like just this complete dipshit triad. Um, <laughs> because I think they are all dating each other. I think Al- oh, if yeah. fan fiction has taught me anything, it's that Trevor, Saifa, and Alucard are all dating. And yeah. um, they are all just complete dumbasses. And I think that's beautiful. Uh, also, Warren Ellis has written, as far as I can tell, every single episode of this show. Wow. Which is wild to me. Also, it's, it's interesting to me. What's that? I said, that's amazing. Yeah, like, you proud. don't see that. That's like some J. Michael yeah. Straczynski writing Ghostbusters shit from, like, the, the or <laughs> Babylon 5. Like, people don't write every single episode of any TV show. Yeah, no. Yeah. Also, I, I usually, when I think of Warren Ellis, when I think of, like, that era of, like, the, the kind of the trifecta or whatever-fecta of, like, sort of early 2000s comic book writers who are, like, considered to be edgy, I usually think of Warren Ellis as being the one who is, like good at it <laughs> as opposed to like a garth <laughs> ennis who is just like trying to be warren ellis and just mm. making characters say fuck and uh the, it's the boys uh, you know the boys and preacher and all that stuff and it just sucks real bad yeah War- and warren ellis is like good at that though but like like he writes good stuff but but also it sounds like you enjoy this show yeah no it's good um you know it's uh dracula is just very depressed and uh, he has depression. He wants to murder all humans. Um, but he doesn't actually have, like, the will to do it. So it's kind of like, oh, same. Like, I have goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's hard for me to accomplish them, too, because right. I'm very sad. So I can kind of see myself in that. Um, and then Dracula also- does have these two human lieutenants who are helping him kill all human. Oh, which is kind of fun. And one of them does believe all humans need to die. And the other one is kind of just like, no, we should leave some humans alive in like nature reserves. Oh, okay. It's Hunter Hunter. Yeah. He, yeah. The, Dracula is the ant king from, uh, from Hunter Hunter. Sure. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I finally put in something I, know. That I can sure. understand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, it's fun. But I want to, okay, Nikki, you have, mm-hmm. Uh, car buying yeah. it, on it, your list of things that you're oh, doing. Wow. It's our. It's the world's truest game. I want to hear about those. Okay, you know cars. They uh, the movie. Oh, yeah, the Pixar. Yeah, film. the Pixar film Cars. Um, that's not at all representative of how these these little things actually work. The people there are no people okay. inside when you buy the car. There's no spirit inside of them. You have to provide the spirit oh, to weird. operate it. It's fucked up. So uh, yeah. sometimes the cars get old. You gotta buy new ones. And my partner Katie um, has been looking at a new car. Her car is not super old, but like she's moved here to LA and she like wants something new. Um, and her car was paid off and all that. So we were like, okay, let's go look for a car. She found her car. Um, it was okay. So here's another fun little wrinkle. Uh, Chevy, the car company, makes a car called the bolt with a b this is critical 
I need to different 3D animated film. Different, di- yes, correct. Yes, yes. Not not Miley Cyrus's Bolt. A different thing. This one's a car. They also made a car called the Volt with a V. Both of them okay. are plug-in electric vehicles. Uh, it is it is un unthinkable to me that anyone at the Chevy Motor Corporation, General Motors, would do this, but they have done this. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, there was a labor strike. Uh, GM and the United Auto Workers Union were having a fight uh, over, basically over the course of the entire summer. It was the longest uh, auto worker strike in the history of the country. Um, oh, which wow. is good on them. yeah, good. Eh, yes, but the mm. UAW leadership is not super great, and the concessions mm. that they got relative to how much time they were off for questionable. But whatever, mm. they were on strike, so they weren't making any vehicles. So Katie wanted the car, but they literally weren't making it because um, of the strike. Um, and then they kept trying to like sell her the car like the old car with while being like no listen it's the same it's the exact same no listen just buy this one right now and we were like we're not gonna scab right now they they were trying to get you to buy to buy the 29 like the older one so she wanted a 20 it was not a situation where they wanted the bolt and they were trying to sell you the volt this is correct anyway we bought the car uh and after talking to um lawyer not a lawyer bankers which are basically lawyers <laughs> they're money lawyers um fucking yeah. bankers and driving back and forth from san diego two times in 48 hours uh we got the car and it's blue anyway that's can the whole you, story can you explain kind of blue uh it's it's oasis blue i will send you a photograph oh nice um All right. it's a pretty good color can you uh, contextualize for me, someone who does not live in California, yeah. how far away San Diego is from Ah, uh, It's 138 miles. Oh, oh, goody. Yeah, so oh, I did... Oh, oh, joy. I did do that. I did do that on Sunday, and then I did do it twice yesterday, because I had to drive down there and then drive back up. Oh, um, I, hate, I hate those words. Did you drive the other car back? No, so... Because we had to pick up the car. Oh, critically, I will. I do have to tell this part of the story. We did sign for the car in an in and out. Like we what? bought the car in an in and out. <laughs> because the That's dealership, California. the dealership closed at nine, and because traffic oh. was so bad getting out of LA, the dealer was like, "I can meet you halfway ish." Uh, so they met us in an in and out. And we like she signed the paperwork in the In and Out. Did did you did you get In and Out? Yeah, uh, no, because we had had In and Out the night before on our uh, on our drive <laughs> on our drive uh, to uh, to Los Angeles. Here's the here's the okay. vehicle. It's a it's a very exciting blue. Chevy has called it Oasis Blue. Oasis Blue. Um, good name. I like yeah. that for a name of a color. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's a that. beautiful. It's blue. a very good blue. And then right before the podcast, I did spend 15 minutes driving around a local parking lot looking for an EV parking space that did not exist. Um, oh. So after that, oh, I have I'm to sorry. go to a different parking lot. So what's the lot. situation with that? What do you do in that case? Uh, I did have, there's a, it's, it's in the other parking lot for the mall across the street. Oh. The internet lied to me. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. That's a bad lie. Yeah. 
that's that was that's not that was our car adventure. Um, it's weird to me that this photo looks so like well framed. Wait, is this maybe is this looks like an official? Oh photo yeah, this is this is an show? official photo from. Oh okay. <laughs> I thought you took. No. Me. Yeah. Same. No, we. Because I was like, damn, Nikki, <laughs> <laughs> like you really fucking thought hard about like making the sure that you had content on this. Is Beautiful. Great. Yeah. <laughs> no, the fo- yeah. the photo the photo that Katie took uh, yesterday is very bad because it is in the parking lot of an In and Out. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, that was that's what I did. Well, at least it's over. At least you got it done. Yeah, it's over and done. And now I don't have to worry. We don't have to worry about anything car related ever again, right? Is that how that works? Right. Oh, yeah, that's great. Um, I will be. I will send you right now the photo that I did take of the car last night. Yeah. Um, uh huh. It's equally good. Direct messages. Anyway, someone talk about something interesting. That isn't this. Well, uh, I did play a game called Tools Up recently. What's that? Oh. Tools Up. Tools Up. Tools Up, baby. Um, I think up. Tools Up is is also the name of this picture that Nikki took. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Tools Up photo right there. Love this fo- Love the lighting in this photo. Yeah. I love the palm this. trees. <laughs> yeah, ph- photography is my passion. Um, I, I, this I feels like this. A, a glossy, uh, you know, photo that my my mom would have taken 100%. on a on a camera when we were in florida at disneyland or disney world in like 1998 yeah. <laughs> hell yeah can, can i say what this photo looks like to me yeah it, it does look to me like you remember nba street and nfl street uh-huh. and fifa street oh, uh-huh. you remember yes. those okay it doesn't look like those games it looks to me like the launch parties that they would have had yeah. where they like invited tom arnold uh-huh. to talk about oh, fifa street or whatever my god Yep. That is what it looks like to me. And they parked the cars wow. there for yeah to look cool. <laughs> yeah, right, because they wanted the Oasis Blue. That bump. they would have rented for two yeah, hours. Exactly. They parked right. the Oasis Blue Chevy there to look cool. That's <laughs> uh, true. Um, yeah. So, sorry, Mary. You were saying you were playing Tools Up. Tools Up. Bros down. Tools up. So I can't. I can't think of a good thing to say down that isn't the bad one. <laughs> uh. Well, that's good because the name of the game is Just Tools Up. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I was playing a bit of it. uh, It was was on the Switch, and I guess it's kind of like one of those. uh, It's like an Overcooked. Mm. Uh, Oh. Yeah, where you're kind of like running around. um, You're trying to like renovate a house. Okay. And yeah, I actually had some trouble figuring out what we were trying to do. But um, any game where you can pick someone else up and throw them oh, to like no real effect immediately but tremendous. it's immediately very good um so you definitely can pick each other up and throw each other around you can definitely accidentally take the doors off their hinges and throw doors <laughs> around um which is oh, good yeah. <laughs> uh there's a lot of like you're trying to paint the walls and then like deliver guys show up with carpets and you're trying to like lay carpets down um but and also you do make like there's a lot of garbage everywhere that you have to clean up because these are bad houses. <laughs> I don't know, um, but yeah, this is, is kind of cute. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, this is my list: Tools Up, Pokemon Control, Castlevania. Oh, I saw Dolomite is my name. Yeah, Ooh, which that? it was fucking incredible. Um, <laughs> I've I've only seen like three or four movies this year that came out this year. Um, but this was probably the best one I've seen. This is um, a net. 
Netflix original? This is the Netflix uh, with Eddie Murphy as Rudy Ray Moore, uh, the godfather of rap. And uh, this is Eddie Murphy's first role in um, Grip, I yeah. think. Was, the, was uh, the, literally the last thing he did Meet Dave? Like, that's the last... Or no. Norbit was after Meet Dave, right? Um, well, it is his first R-rated film since Life in 1999, according Jeez. to the Wikipedia page. Um, I don't know. What what film? Let me see. The last thing he was in was Beverly Hills Cop, which is a TV movie. The last thing in theaters... Mm-hmm. Oh, he was also in The Shrek in 2012. Oh, right. He's in Shrek. Oh, of course. He's, he's Donkey. Yeah. Okay. He's, yeah, he's in a bunch of Shrek. He's in oh. one of those... He was a Shrek. Um, I guess he's also done some like more indie type stuff, but even yeah. then, not much. Not a whole lot. Anyway, but this was—it it was so good. Like every part of this movie, like the cast is like fucking unreal. Um, like, let me hit you with the, this cast. You've got Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. You've got Keegan Michael Key. Yes. Oh my god! Uh, yes. You've got Mike Epps. You've got Craig Robinson. You've got Titus Burgess. You've got Wesley Snipes. You've got Divine Joy Randolph. It's like Snoop Dogg's in this just, movie. Snoop Dogg is in this movie as a DJ, <laughs> um, which is great because Snoop Dogg uh, famously like called Rudy Ray Moore the Godfather of Rap and basically said if he didn't exist, then Snoop Dogg wouldn't have existed. Yeah. Huh. Um, and the costume design in this movie is like unreal. Um, you've got Keegan Michael Key basically doing half of a Key and Peel sketch, where he is just playing this like befuddled straight man with a mustache. Um, you've got uh, Titus Burgess looking basically like he does in the flashback parts of Kimmy Schmidt, where he has uh, hair, um, which is very good. Wesley Snipes is probably like in my favorite role of the film, which is as like an actor who. <laughs> <laughs> is directing the film that they're making and is just like constantly exasperated. Um, so basically, like the film is about um, it's like a biopic. Um, I don't know how much you guys know about this guy, but basically, uh, he's like this struggling stand up guy. Um, he's just doing stand up, he's doing music, he's doing all this stuff. Uh, and then basically, he hits on the idea of performing these uh, stories that are like that he hears from homeless guys, basically. Um, it's like spoken word, right? So it's like rhyming. Um, and so he gets up and does this character Dolomite and just uh, goes through these routines and people love it. Um, he makes a comedy album and then gets a, uh, like signs a deal. Uh, and then he wants to make a movie mm-hmm. um, because he goes to see this movie and uh, him and his friends are just like, this is terrible. Why do people think this is funny? Um and they get turned down and then basically he tries to fund the movie himself and they make it like they shoot it in because they have like no money they uh find this like abandoned building that's just like being squatted in and he makes a deal with the landlord where like if he like keeps it clean and like gets the squatters out then he can have it for free um and they steal electricity from the building next door and like the film crew the film crew is all these like gawky kids from like um a film school who are like like 18 or 19 right. <laughs> um and are just like trying to to do this um and they get derville martin who uh is played by wesley snipes who was in rosemary's baby in real life um to direct and 
they yeah it's like this kung fu exploitation film and uh it's just like everyone is having like a super super good time um and uh, basically at first like the nice thing about this movie as a biopic is like a lot of biopics are like oh and then the bad times started and like the person got mad into drugs or whatever uh he never really had that um Rudy Ray Moore died only like about 10 years ago, I think. Oh, wow. And basically he was like, he was basically fine for most of his life because so this movie cost like the movie that this movie is about, which is just called Dolomite, um, cost, uh, God, like a, like 10, a hundred thousand dollars about, um, and then it made $12 million. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, like, the Dark Knight of the Soul moment in this movie is just like, oh, no one wants to buy this movie. Um, And then they end up just screening it, like, renting out a theater to screen, like, paying to screen the movie. Right. But they get ticket sales, and it just, like, pops the fuck off. Um, Right. And then that's sort of, like, the happy ending. It's, it's like, Um, one of the quintessential, like, midnight showing film type thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, a picture show... Yeah, they have like they have to expand it to like three showings, like one at like two a.m. Also, Bob Odenk- Odenkirk shows up as the film executive, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> which is good. good. Um, yeah, I don't know. The whole time we were watching this movie, we were both just like shouting because it's like just every part of it is so good. Um, Craig Robinson sings multiple times. Good, I love that. Yeah, it's good. At first, I was like, "Wait, is this someone else? Like, is is he actually? No, he actually can sing really yeah. well." Oh, um, okay. Uh, Chris Rock briefly shows up. Uh, also, a guy uh, I have not seen. Ti Ti shows up briefly. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, he's there. He's there. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I would say uh, definitely watch this. I think it. Like I think Eddie Murphy probably should uh, win an Oscar for this. I don't. He probably won't because I'm guessing fucking Joaquin Phoenix will Gross. for oh my best actor. Fucking God, uh, Mary, that's the most like that's absolutely going to happen. I right? can't oh. believe we're about to be robbed of the trailer for Shrek Four, putting the words Oscar winner Eddie Murphy <laughs> onto the screen. Seriously, sorry, I Shrek mean... Five. They did make a Shrek Four. Oh yeah, Shrek Four uh, Ever After yeah. is I believe what you're referring to. Yes. Yeah. How is he never? Well, I, I know how he's never... Is it... But. Um, it's a combination of the racism and Shrek. And Shrek, yeah. <laughs> they is, did... Yeah, the Academy <laughs> saw Shrek and were like, mm, <laughs> nope, never, ever, yeah, never, mean, ever. Um, he... I thought he was the highest uh, grossing actor of all time, but I think he's oh. the sixth... Isn't that Samuel? Point? I think Samuel L. Jackson is because he's in everything. Because he's in Star Wars and the Marvels. If you like. Oh. Oh yeah. No, this was I guess before the Marvels that I, I heard yeah. this. Um, but uh, yeah. I oh, yeah. Sh- I want to see this. I when you talked about seeing this movie, I went and watched the trailer for it, and I was like, hell yeah, that looks awesome. I would. I love biopics. I like. Well, I like good biopics. Like there have some been some bad ones in the last let's say year. But, um... Like the Joker. <laughs> like the Joker. Yeah. Like yeah, I was Joker. like, is that, is that Joker shame? Is that where we're going with this? Yes, it is. The yeah. true story of a man who would be the Joker. 
Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, I really want to see it. Like, I just don't watch a lot of stuff, period. I just never take the time to just watch TV or movies or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, for me to for me to sit down and watch a movie that I know I'm going to need to pay attention to in a very serious mm. way is tough. Well, uh, I have the same problem. And um, it's only recently that I've started watching more movies. And the way that I've done that is either by having someone over, like Danielle mm. and I watch mostly horror movies uh, every week or by having something to do with my hands um like just play pokemon um or like a beat-em-up or something that is basically doesn't require any attention right um but keeps me from just like checking my phone or like looking around uh, because i apparently can't keep my focus on a movie without (laughs) having something else to do hey the modern world is hard to live in yeah it's completely understandable uh yeah cool well uh do we want to move on to news yeah let's talk uh, about I, there's I, a couple I, of tidbits i would oh. actually oh. i would love if i if you guys don't mind talk about a game i have played oh yeah uh, which i haven't actually done yet <gasps> yeah, video game okay uh i just figured i should mention it because it just did just come out literally today um i played mech warrior 5 um colon mercenaries uh, which is the new... It's the first single-player Battletech Mech Warrior universe game that they've made in, like, t- almost 20 years. I think the last one was uh, literally... was Mech Warrior 4 in the year 2000, um, which is a game... Oh, I, my God. Yeah. Uh, the, so, Battletech, as a as a, just a whole franchise, kind of disappeared off the face of the map for, like, uh, the better part of uh, a decade, two decades, or whatever, uh, and has a kind of... Have had like a little bit of a resurgence in recent years. Uh, BattleTech came out uh, last year. It is one of my absolute favorite games of all time. People will be able to hear about that on the Game of the Decade podcast that we have going forward. Uh, they they even just had an expansion out recently this last week that is very very cool called Heavy Metal that introduced like a bunch of new uh, weapons and mechanics and uh, like a much better way of buying gear and equipment. Uh, but then Mech Warrior 5 came out this week. Mech Warrior is, uh, rather than a text game, it's a first-person shooter, more or less, but it's a first-person shooter where you are in a mech, in a 65-ton, sometimes 100-ton big giant robot that walks and steps and has a torso twist and all this other stuff, so it's a little bit more, like, simulation-y. Are, are these um, mechs closer to Gundam, which I don't know if are no. mech, or are they Titanfall-esque mechs? Or they no. are more Titanfall, but they don't like they don't dash around. They're no. like big, heavy, clomping okay. robots. They're tanks Stumpies. with legs. Yes. Yeah. There, there is a there is a spectrum. On one end of the spectrum is uh, is BattleTech. Uh, on the other end is Gundam, and then in the middle there is Titanfall. I see. Yep. Um, the, yeah, these are big, big, big tanks, um, and this is all set in a like a fictional universe of like tabletop miniatures from the '80s and stuff like that. That you know, the BattleTech games or the the most recent BattleTech game did a really, really great job of like kind of cleaning up that universe and like just removing and recontextualizing a lot of the '80s badness um, in terms of like racial stereotypes and other things like that. About like ah yes, this is the you know Draconis Combine. They're formed by a bunch of um, you know. Uh, former members of like China and East Asia and stuff like that, and they're all about honor and you know things like that. You know, it's you know not not super 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 over the top bad, but it was not great. 
Um, and you know that has since been kind of like um, you know dressed up and, and made a lot better. Battletech in particular, I think, like does a really great job of allowing you to make like gender fluid characters and characters that use they them pronouns, even custom characters, and and like you'll have randomized characters that appear in your team like that. The problem I have with Mech Warrior Five Mercenaries is that like all of that stuff that I love about the world building and characters and uh, just general goodness of Battletech and that they have continued to push forward in these expansions is not here at all. <laughs> um, Mech Warrior 5 has maybe one of the cheesiest and like not cheesy in a fun, earnest way. I like talked about Age of Wonders Planetfall last week or a week or two ago, uh, kind of having this kind of G.I. Joe vibe. This thing is just like, it thinks it's awesome, but it's super, super not <laughs> in terms of oh, the no. way its character is. Mm. You you play a dude whose dad gets killed in the in the opening cutscene kind of thing, and he just straight up talks like fucking, like, what if Duke Nukem was not satirical? Like, not even the little bit of satirical that Duke Nukem is. Like, what if he's just like, uh, those, uh, those mech warrior bastards are gonna pay for busting up my ride. Uh, like, straight, like, he's, he's very bad. Like, his, his voice acting is very bad. I don't remember his name, because it doesn't matter. Uh, it's just so, so one-note and cheesy and not in a fun way. On that front, for the story, the gameplay itself is way, way better. Like, the actual, the actual game is, it feels like it did fall out of, like, MechWarrior 2 or MechWarrior 4, uh, kind of the two high pints, points of that sub-franchise, if you ask me, where you are, mm-hmm. like, walking around, you know. It's a game where, you know, it's a first-person shooter at its heart, but it's a game where when you, when you press forward on your, you know, in this case, keyboard, your character doesn't just start moving forward and then you let off of the key and then they stop that's a throttle. So you're like pressing forward on it and then it's like, all right, I'm moving at 75 meters per second now. And then that's just good. I can let go off the keyboard and then I have to hit the brakes to make my character, to make my thing break. Uh, I have to press the F key to torso twist my legs to stand and point in the same direction as my torso is pointing because I have moved my torso to point that direction. I have Mm -hmm. to, you know, I have to press, uh, you know, various buttons to lock onto targets and gain like missile lock and fire on them. So it is a little bit, uh, on the simier side. Um, and structurally, it is... Other than the fact that you are rock- walking around shooting things uh, instead of, like, a tactical map... I'm writing about this right now, actually. I'm going to have a text piece up about this uh, this week. But it is weirdly, like... I don't know if they worked with harebrained schemes, the people who make Battletech, or what. Uh, but part of the reason I bring that game up in this context so much is that, like, structurally, it is almost identical like, even the way that the maps look and some of the menus, uh, it is almost structurally identical to Battletech. Um, mm. And you are, you know, running around in this mercenary group. Um, you are hiring on sort of randomly generated NPCs who can, like, you know, gain new skills and they join you and will follow you into missions and stuff like that. And you have to pay them salaries at the end of every month. So there's this, this weird sort of, like, higher level of um, sort of management sim on top of it. Uh, but it's just it's just somewhat bizarre that it is so close to Battletech in terms of, like, you know, stylings and whatnot. But, like, it invites these comparisons to its own detriment because, again, Battletech has such great characters and, and world-building and interesting stuff going on. These little... Battletech will have these little things where, as you're flying around the galaxy um, and going to new missions and flashpoints and things like that, you will get these little pop-up windows of, like, hey... Your randomly generated pilots, um, you know, blank, blank, and blank, Saber Wolf, Glitch, and Dita have all, like, 
converted a part of the mech bay into a swimming pool. <laughs> and, and they're in there having Excellent. fun. And you have to, like, choose between, like, a drop-down menu of, like, all these, like, kind of choose-your-own-adventure decisions about, like, do you, you know, tell them, like, hey, knock it off? Do you tell them, like, okay, you can do this, but we have to make it safer, so spend a bunch of money to turn it into a real pool? Or do you, like, redirect them? Maybe, maybe you have, at that point, built onto your ship a, like, arcade and say, like, hey, if you need some, you know, R&R time, go into the arcade and go play some video games or something like that. Don't, you know, dump a bunch of water into our mech bay or something like that. And all these different options are open to you and create these little micro-stories. And just Mech Warrior 5 has none of that <laughs> at all. Yeah, and also you play this ultra-generic character. So, I, but uh, I'm still kind of enjoying the game so far. I'm not very far into Mech Warrior 5, um, partially because I've been playing the Heavy Metal expansion for Battletech as well, uh, and testing out all those new uh, mech types. They have, they've added mortars to that game, which are dope as hell. Uh, but yeah, so I figured I should, I should make sure that I talked about that a little bit before I moved on. Before that news, before that hot, hot news. Before that hot, hot scoop. Yeah, uh, in... Possibly the worst kept secret of video games. Uh, there is a new Bioshock coming out. What? Yeah. Oh, bring yeah. it back. Remember that Bioshock you love? No. It's Not, coming back. Um, yes, Bioshock, t- <laughs> Bioshock 2 is that Bioshock I love. I uh, uh, haven't really played any of them, so I have no opinion. But yeah. we do have a post up on the site about everything that we want to see in a new Bioshock. Yeah. And yeah, I, I can uh, summarize that post yeah, uh, by saying we want it. Uh, these are the things in no particular order. We want it to be a good immersive sim with cool systemic design and cool level design. We want it to not have sad slash creepy slash fucked up dad stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. We want it to possibly be Ken Levine-less. That was uh, <laughs> one of John's. We want it to have cool environments, maybe Rapture and maybe not Rapture. As Stephen uh, w- was wont to point that maybe not Rapture or Columbia, maybe something new, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I was actually kind of excited about this, but also there's there's a lot. There are reasons to be excited about this. I uh, believe there are actually some ex arcane devs on like the design team, like in terms of level design and things like that, which is pretty exciting mm. to me. And apparently. Um, Oh my god, what is her name? The studio lead for Cloud Chamber, Kelly... Uh, it's in the post. I apologize, I don't remember her name, but she actually apparently has a lot of good experience in his x for axis So there's, oh. there's like, reasons to have hope uh, yeah, for this, mean- but it's also probably, like, six years away, so who even knows? This actually happened with Infinite, right? Infinite was, like, revealed something like three and a half years before the game came out. And it was a whole right. ass thing where, like, oh my god, a new Bioshock, and there was a whole reveal trailer that had a big daddy in it, and it ended up being a snow globe, and there was a whole bunch of stuff, uh, and it was just way too early. So, da- hey. Danielle, I do just want to point out, I'm sorry, that yes. when you did mention the the woman who is going to be the lead developer on this game, I did want to point out that she is the first woman to ever lead a development studio mm-hmm. at uh, 2K Games. Although, apparently... <laughs> Reading, reading a little more. Uh-huh. Read a little more. Uh-huh. That ain't actually true. Yeah. Two K. Two K. Marin. Makers of Bioshock. Remember 2. that. Remember wild. that. The people who made the best Bioshock. I just don't yeah. understand. The who definitely made the best one. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just don't understand how, like, how, 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 how do you do that? Yeah. That was a that was a gnarly 
and interesting. Yeah, so so I guess to actually explain that, in the press release that doesn't say much, but just names the new studio head, uh, it, it's real It's That press release is real excited to say it's, a, it's you know, run by the first 2K studio run by a woman when 2K Marin was run by a woman, and they weirdly, like, are, are writing over the history of the fact that 2K Marin existed yeah. and made cool shit, it, which is just an odd... Including a Bioshock game! Including a very good Bioshock game. It's just an odd-ass thing. It is a weird thing. I don't know the politics behind it. I probably couldn't say it if I did know it, but I genuinely have no idea what the hell happened there. But yeah. Hmm. Anyway, new Bioshock someday. New Bioshock someday. <laughs> Today, though. Um, other new things, because we had a Nintendo Indie World Showcase and uh, there's a whole mess of stuff coming out. So Streets of Rage 4, which Nikki and I played at PAX yep. earlier this oh. year, is coming out to Switch in the first half of 2020. Uh, very pretty looking yeah. beat-em-up. And um, very, uh, you can... I think, interesting game because they're clearly really big fans of the whole beat-em-up genre and are kind of leaning into that and trying to make it a little more technical and... Uh, I did again kick Nikki's character yeah. just square, square in, the in the head in this one. <laughs> the first thing we did, I I was playing the big man, and uh, he was playing the little girl, and I accidentally did do a jump mm -hmm. kick, sending her flying across the screen, much like I did with Eggman to his Amy, Amy yeah. in the Olympic Games, Sonic and Mario. <laughs> uh, what else? We've got Dauntless is on the Switch now. Yeah. So uh, yeah. if you want to play a Monster Hunter, but a different um <laughs> monster hunter then, but a different yeah monster hunter but a different um we have uh, uh odd world strangers wrath is being ported to switch which was the xbox first person shooter in the yeah. odd world world nice yeah uh, where you had well. a crossbow that fired bugs i think Gross. it's like bugs and it was actually and pretty it was wild and kind of interesting. I heard I, it. I like it a lot. Pretty good things about it. You, yeah. You're you're a cat man with a hat who fires bugs from a crossbow. Yeah. Um, Skatebird is coming to Switch in late 2020. Oh yeah, looks real cute. Yeah. Uh, Axiom Verge Two is coming to Switch in 2020. I never played the first one, but I know a lot of people like it as sort of a a good Metroidvania. Which can I just can we stop using that word? I think we should. Can we stop? Uh, I we don't say Doom clone anymore. I think we should stop. Metroid. I mean, but like, yeah, like where the fuck do I go game? I think yeah, that's that, a good one. Yeah, or, that's but that's fun. the thing is like the thing about Metroidvania is everybody knows what you're talking about and a good replacement has not filtered into the okay. public consciousness. So I was looking at a game at a Toho game in this style on Switch and they called it a search action game. Oh, that's I like a, that. That's good. But again, I think that works. But if you said that, if you wrote that in an article on our website, no one would know what you meant. Well, but the, someone has to start, right? Like, of course, at first. But if someone starts, we can kind of, we can be the change that we want to see in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> who, will, who will be the first among us to hold the Pepsi can out to the internet and say, right. please call it search and action game. Right. Or, or to put, you know, cocaine in a Coke can. Jesus. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Danielle and I watched a movie called Demons that was written by Daria Argento this Sunday. And uh, there is a scene where these four punks are driving in a stolen car. And one of them does stick a Coke can with a straw in it up to his nose. And we were like, 
Is he just sniffing Coca-Cola? Is this some kind of weird joke? But no, the Coke can is full of cocaine. Um, presumably, A, as like a way to hide it, and B, because if you're in a moving vehicle doing a line, probably not the easiest uh, that's thing. That's like extremely um, smart. Yeah, is actually. It? Well, is I, it? Mean, I mean, from, from considering the things that you just said, <laughs> if you were trying to yeah. do cocaine in a moving vehicle, how would you do Also it? stolen. Oh, yeah. It's not going to spill as easily. Yeah. It's just that the amount of, like, work that had to go in to, like, drinking the Coke, getting rid of, or somehow getting rid of the Coke, and then cleaning it properly so it's not sticky for a, no, no, you no, know, no, no, powdery double substance. Coke. Double the Coke. If you get the sticky cocaine. I see. I see. I it see. So it's like a up. frosted glass yeah. kind it's of like thing. It's like an icy. Okay. All right. That's... I will say that does seem like a like a full Coke can seems like a lot of cocaine. To just That's have. a fairly large <laughs> amount. Um, oh, yeah. And they do spill it at one point, even though it is in a Coke can. Oh. So the plan, you know, had some flaws. Mm. Uh, and then they all get turned into demons. So, oh. yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'll happen in a Dario Argento movie. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yep. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry to derail. We were we were talking about news, and it just the image of that just went all the cocaine. way into my head. Yeah. yeah, when will games let you do cocaine? That's the question we're all asking. <laughs> I mean, probably the Scar- did the Scarface video game have that? Oh, good question. Scarface, the world is yours. I don't know. Can you that classic I- Wii classic, right? Uh, I think it was on multiple platforms. I think you oh, may okay. be thinking of. Uh, the Godfather Black Hand mm. game, oh, I might which was on the Wii. Apparently, it was Scarface: The World Is Yours was on the Wii, but I'm not sure if it started there. Uh, well, can- have you ever wanted to do motion controls for that scene in Scarface? Well, we can buy it pre-owned for two ninety nine. Oh hell yeah! Have we uh, got the game for you? That's uh. a deal. Uh, can- I think you can collect cocaine as like a loot thing that you can sell in Red Dead. Definitely it's also in, definitely in Mafia 3, for sure. Okay. And in the GTA for the, the DS, where their big thing was, you can deal drugs now. Um, there was cocaine in that one, but I don't think you could do it. You could not, in fact, get high on your own supply. Mm. No. Mm. Which did make mm. the whole being a drug dealer thing much easier. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that was never even, a, that's not even an option. So, uh, you know, kind of that whole temptation is out the window. But... Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of Switch stuff yeah. coming out, yeah. and we're all very happy for Nintendo, and uh, we wish them the best. Yeah. <laughs> we wish them the best sure in the coming do. war. Um, <laughs> as they go up against the folks over at Sony Computers, um, who also had a Nintendo Direct today, uh, <laughs> and they talked about yes. they talked about some video games like the Final Fantasy, um, which is now a PlayStation exclusive for a calendar year. Um, which is the least surprising sentence. Um, yeah, I kind of already assumed it was going to be. Yeah, I already, I also already thought it was. Um, Didn't uh, Sony p- help co-publish the original game? Or am I wrong about that? That I don't know. That sounds right. If we say it sounds okay. right, then it's true. That's how news okay. works. Um, yeah. mm. Do dreams is actually going to finally come out? Did you know that game was still in beta? Um, it's still in beta. It's- Kinda. It's like in a weird thing where you can pay thirty dollars and you basically get right. the game, but it's not the campaign. You can just make levels. Right. I think I play and play made levels. Yeah, that's coming out on Valentine's Day next year. 
Uh, Untitled Goose Game is going cross-platform, um, and it's going to be in Game Pass on the Xbox. Microsoft announced that today as well. That's another game where, like, it's the exact opposite of Final Fantasy. I assumed that was on everything. Yeah, no, right, yeah, it was on. Yeah. It was on PC and Switch, and now it's coming to everything else. Um, there, this was not in the state of play yesterday, but there was a press release that came out. It was like a, it was a weird Monday news dump um, where Sony Major League Baseball and Sony San Diego, which is a development studio that they have in San Diego that is working on uh, MLB The Show, which is the only licensed uh, MLB baseball game. Those oh, games... Yeah. It is quite good. It should yeah. be said. It's actually... Yeah. It is good. It's really good. Um, if you like that, yeah. That game... It's the Madden of baseball. Uh, yeah. Those games are coming to the Nintendo Switch and the Xbox One, or whatever boxes Nintendo and Microsoft have in 2021, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, because those games are good, and the more things that they are, uh, the better. It does definitely feel like a thing that uh, Major League Baseball was like, please, God, can you, Sony, just please. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. So, uh, Resident the, Evil? Right, yeah, the Resident Evil. Um, that multiplayer thing is in the game, right? It's a mode. Yeah, so that the game that they announced, uh, Re- Project Resistance, that they had been mm-hmm. like showing for a couple months, turns out is actually a mode for Resident Evil 3 Remake, which is... That makes sense. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. It's not... From what I played of it, it is not good. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> just... Re- have you ever wanted to play really awkward Resident Evil controls in a <laughs> multiplayer game that's like Left for Dead, but worse and slower, and uh, the combat is incredibly awkward um yes and you yeah (laughs) i love it and there's someone trying to murder you all every game that we played ended with like i played it at um comic-con this year it's like four people on one dm basically except the dm is like trying to kill them right it's like dungeon Uh, keeper yeah every game we played ended up with the survivors losing great Oh, um, so they probably have to like work on balance, but I also don't know how like matchmaking is going to work for that kind of thing. They they couldn't tell me at the time. Um, it just seems like not enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of games, that I, are, oh no. Well, I was just this is completely whatever, but it's just I was just going to say I wonder if they showed that mode early because they were wondering is this anything and if it people if response had been more kind to it early on if they would have spun it out into its own thing or if they said to themselves okay this is nothing we're just going to throw it into the resident evil 3 remake i wonder if that, that yeah happened. i think that that's a distinct possibility for sure by the way, that Resident Evil 3 remake is coming out on uh, April 20th of next year. Nice. So 420, baby. Nice, 3 nice, nice. is the... Oh, Do people like that one? Yes. Uh, that is the one where a lot of the ideas of like what became Resident Evil later on kind of started. But the thing with that one was that like 2 was so highly well-regarded and like 3 was just kind of more of that with the Nemesis thing that people were like kind of feeling burnt out. But if you like actually, this is something I went and did a couple of uh, months, weeks, months ago, something like that, and like looked up like what review scores for that game were at the time, they were all very, very positive. 3 is the one with, uh, what you got... Is Leon and Chris? Is Chris in that one? It's Jill for sure. Did you just play Jill, maybe, in, in 3? I'm looking at the cover I and there's a guy I just play Jill. There. There's a dude for Who's sure, but Carlos? I only remember playing as Jill. I don't know 
Carlos. I, I also just remember playing as Jill. Well, so not playing as Jill, but just seeing Jill. Because Resident Evil 3, and this is kind of interesting to me, that's probably why I'm interested in this one, is it is the one mainline Resident Evil game other than 6, which is t hot trash, uh, that I have never played at all. Like, I've huh. never touched. I, I, I played 1, 2... Uh, beat four probably four times. Uh, played five. Uh, never it skipped six because everybody says it's it's a hot trash, and I've looked at it and it's like they look right. But three again, it just feels like this weird kind of lost child in the mm. game. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm like, but people look, like that one. Yeah, I'm like looking at they, like, yeah. they don't like Code Veronica. People do like Code Veronica as well. They do like it. Yeah. Okay, is Nemesis its own game or is that three? Nemesis is three. Okay, so, I think there's also a movie called Resident Evil Nemesis. Yeah, and that one uh, was good. The movie was good. Those movies could be worse. They got real weird uh, because the apocalypse happens in like the third one, the, and then the, the rest of, of them the are post-apocalyptic movies. The end of what? At the end of the second one. Yeah, and then the rest are just post-apocalyptic about a character who has superpowers and fighting Wesker, and then there's clones, and then there's like. It's just, it gets real weird. Yeah, it, she, it is Mia Jovovich, who is playing a character that does not exist in the games whatsoever, but Mia Jovovich is, I am, if I'm not mistaken, married to the director of those movies. So that's maybe part of it. But also, those movies are totally fine for, like, for what they are, I would say, but uh, I don't know. know. But Nemesis, though, in the context of this game is, you know, how... Uh, Resident Evil 2, the remake, had Mr. X and Tyrant, or whatever you want to call yeah, them. Yeah, it's one of those guys. It, this was where that idea came from. They then retroactively put it into the two remakes. Right, yeah. So, it's interesting. That's cool. My segue is dead. They're making that um, Predator <laughs> game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and it looks... I don't know. It Bad. Looks, it, yeah. What is this? So they're making they a predator what? video game. They're making Evolve, but you want, instead of the monster, you're a predator. Um, oh. Okay. And okay. they did show in this new trailer, Nikki, very importantly, they did show a predator with boobies. Yeah, a predator does have boobies now. No. Oh, there's a booby predator yeah. now. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the arm Why? is... Well... Who asked for that? Uh, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> But, Nikki, I heard you say armor, which I do just want to seize on real quickly because that trailer is very hilarious to me because the trailer is like, choose your style of predator. Yeah. And it says like, scout, hunter, warrior, or whatever. And then it's like, booby. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, pick your armor. And then it shows a predator. And then it shows the exact same predator, but he's slightly green. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Hell yeah. <laughs> It's like that picture of Alex Jones where he fucking like like put out his supplement like before and after pictures and he looks exactly the same in yeah. both images but in one he is slightly redder. Yeah, it, it definitely feels like they they needed to pad it out but whoever owns whoever owns the Predator license was like yeah you can't really fuck with these uh fuck with these characters like it's we we have Star Wars reverence for the for these Predator uh, creations yeah. and they were like uh okay well yeah it could be gold or a little more green. Uh, and can we add boobs? And everyone on was on board for that one. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just the the Gremlins two sketch. <laughs> yeah, right? there's a lady predator now. There's a uh, there's a bat predator. It's in the game. <laughs> there's an yeah. electrical ghost it's in the game. predator. Yeah. Um, Electric good. ghost predator. That it's in the game. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know how you make that video game fun. 
why like why would i want to be guy with gun when i could yeah. be predator you know did you ever play I mean... predator concrete jungle oh i hate this jpeg two. sorry no 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 oh no. wait it's no. what is it no steven, steven. sent us a present of a, nope. a, a nope. Nope. lady cosplayer no. uh lady cosplay predator with a lot of fishnets no. no see that's just a a lazy cosplay because you just really did the hat why is I mean, the I head guess you so did, big did paint your entire body also but I, okay i didn't I saw the first Alien vs. Predator. I did not see Alien vs. Predator Requiem. But there's this toy for Alien vs. Predator that is, says, She Predator, Machink- Machiko? That's just, a, just lady. a lady. Uh-huh. But Well, that's like... Okay, so here's the deal with this. Um, so, obviously, when we look at a Predator, <laughs> we're like, that's a really scary alien monster with... Uh, chitin and like uh mandibles and we're like i don't like i can't it. kiss this um mm-hmm. when a predator looks at another predator they have the same re- reaction that we would at another human they're evaluating their like attractiveness and stuff so this is like well what if we could see a predator as they see one another uh, <laughs> I see. and this is what it would look like this is right. what a hot predator would be that makes it would sense. be a hot lady uh, with a hot white lady yeah yes. with braids with now here's with dress here's the question i do have they are they are predators, correct? The the universe's best hunters. Yeah. And yeah. she Yeah, they kill aliens. And they kill the they Yaucha. kill aliens and they are the they are born to kill and fight. It's a it's a Mandalorian-esque uh society they've got there. It's a war culture. It's a war yes. culture. So yeah. what they have done is designed a a a armor set that does just have the softest bits of the body exposed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. To the elements well, and the to the swords. Well, the thing about the predators yeah. is that they like to make things harder for themselves. Right. right. It's, it's a, a challenge. challenge. They straight yeah. up because exactly. in the older games, you would get more honor points uh, for killing things like just with your knife or with your like. If you used your like plasma cannon, then it was just like, no, yeah. come on, come on, man! Yeah. You can turn invisible and you've got a knife, and you're shooting people with your lasers. I, no. I mean, we're putting our human heteronormative expectations on this. Those aren't boobs. Those are two hearts. Okay. They don't have internal They're organs in lords. their torso. Oh. That is like a beating heart on the left mm-hmm. and a beating heart on the right. And that's what you protect with your armor. That, and okay. that is why the game will have absolutely heinous boob physics. It is going to be <laughs> just moving They're, without... they're just going to be beating oh, each time. No. Yes. And they do... And yes. the, the, the thing is, they do beat asynchronously. Um, yes. <laughs> right. One like my and then the other. <laughs> yeah. Which famously not in Smash Brothers, because mm-hmm. Smash Brothers is a game for good girls and boys. This fucking screenshot from the trailer just looks like Crisis. Yeah, I I did put a, a screenshot of the actual Lady Predator in the in the game. That is, that looks like an action figure with like that you cut off one's head it, and put another head on it. <laughs> Fucking bionicle like ass. Yeah, yeah, this is just a bionicle, guys. <laughs> like, it really is. Come on, this is a bionicles video game. Um, this is how the bionicles see each other. The bionicle. <laughs> let me. Do we have time for me to talk about the bionicle video game? Uh, the game you have. Dance? Uh, 60 seconds to talk about Bionicle. Okay, welcome to Nikki's Bionicle Starting... Corner. Wait, wait, wait. This is a podcast within a podcast. It's Nikki's Bionicle <laughs> Corner. Uh, four, yes. three, two, 
Go. So Lego Bionicle Quest for the Toa was a video game uh, developed by the folks over I've Googled Sapphire Corporation, which is a very good name for a video game company. Um, and it was the most inscrutable um, platformer I've ever played in my entire life. Um, it is a prequel to the game that lived on the Lego website that I think was called like Mata Nui Online or something like that. Um, and that was the only way you could explore the lore. Anyway, that was that was this ad- episode of Nikki's Bionicle <laughs> Corner. Wow. <laughs> you finished with 20 seconds to spare. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. The Wikipedia page is six sentences long. <laughs> oh. Okay. I will say that the way you described it, it does sound kind of like a Kingdom Hearts uh, transmedia experience yeah. where there's online there's story that's only accessible via an online game that was on the Lego website for two minutes <laughs> ten years ten ago. Years ago. Um, and that is uh, we did run out of time to talk about Bionicle. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, it sucks. Uh, but but next week, next time yeah. we'll have another whole minute. So. I like the blue one. <laughs> well, I am sorry, Stephen, but we are out of time to talk about Bionicle, <laughs> and I believe we are out of time in general on the whole, on the whole show. I think. I think that might be it for the show this week. Okay. Okay. Bye. Um, well, no, we don't just do that. We don't just do that on this show. We say goodbye. Um, each of us one at a time. Well, we should we should also say before that I would even say that the if you want to send in uh, questions, comments, concerns, or just any kind of uh, listener mail at all, you can go to podcastandfanboy.com. Yeah. Give us our seed. You can lock. do that. Yeah. Send us some emails. Yeah. Um, don't be weird. Just be Don't fun. be weird. Don't Just be weird. Be, be yourself. Just send us emails. Have, be yourself, uh, but if you, but who you are is weird, then just yeah. um, tone it down a little bit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know? It'll be fine. Um, so, Danielle. Yeah. Where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Danielle R I D A N I E L L E R I. Nikki? Same question. You can find me on Twitter.com at Godsewa, G-O-D-S-E-W-A. Steven? You can what find- is the best set of armor in Monster Hunter? <laughs> no, sorry. Um, we didn't talk at all about Monster Hunter World, but next time... We'll get to that next week when the new when the new monster is out. And I have to get back into it. I really have to get back into it. I I'm right here waiting for all of you. I know, I know. But the thing is, I would probably want to play it on PC now. So, but then you have to wait till January to get the expansion, and then oh, true, 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 true. Okay, well, where can people find you online in the meantime? Uh, You can find me on Twitter.com at at stevenstrom s t e v e n s t r o m. And you can find me online at Merit K, two R's and two T's. And we always like to end the show with our signature catchphrase. And what is that? I think it's I am Jade Falcon. Is that Yeah, it? that's it. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, I am Jade Falcon. Bye. Bye. And you are not. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yay. All right. I'll send this, send this along. <laughs> <laughs>